Hello everyone and welcome to Cody's Car Conundrum. I'm your host, Cody Wagner. Here we'll discuss everything related to the wide world of automobiles, including culture, news, games, interviews, and events. Without further ado, let's get on with the show. Hello everyone, I suppose I don't, I, you know, gotta stop saying welcome to the show because I recorded an intro for that. Yes. Because it basically just makes the second intro kind of redundant. I realize that now. I can't believe it's taking me this long to realize it. Most typically, I don't listen back to my own shows because I don't like to hear myself talking. Some of you probably don't know, but there's a Rocky Mountain Automotive Press Association. I wouldn't call it an association, but they just call themselves the Rocky Mountain Automotive Press or RMAP. Or as I've been kind of mispronouncing it for a long, long time, RIMAP. They have an annual... RMDE, and that's Rocky Mountain Driving Experience. They have one this year, obviously, because it's annual. I went, and this is the story. This isn't the story about the cars that I rode in. Rode in, keyword, can't drive. About, you know, about the cars I rode in during the event. This is about the sort of trip, because it was essentially day one, because I went both days, day one's road tripping. Where'd you road trip to? We road tripped to the Stanley Hotel where they supposedly hold the shining. And let's just and let me just say I was very very confused. Very confused. Why was I confused, you might be asking? Well, I didn't understand where we were going. Honestly, I really I really really didn't because I had no idea uh I didn't know where the second hotel was. Apparently it was the hotel where they filmed the shining, the Stanley Hotel. And supposedly that was in Estes Park. I was greatly confused because we kept going North and east. Not west. East. And I still... And I... And I paused for a second and I re, sort of retraced our steps. I understand where we went up. I understand most of the route on up until Highway 56. Right when we get to there, I have no idea. Because I can't... I don't really remember... I remember getting onto Highway 56 from 25. But I don't remember anything prior to that. You know, mostly because of the... If any of you watched the YouTube video, because of the uh, just mass amounts of turbulence. But, yeah. I'm, I'm still trying to wrap my head around that. Because I, I honestly felt like we were going east most of the time. More and more east. So, like I said, I really have no idea where we, what happened to where we went west. Because, as far as I know, when we turned out of the parking lot, when we got out... Well, so, it was Cherokee... Cherokee was the first car... The E-Class... The E-Class, the convertible, might have been the second. That might have been... The second car. I think it was. So, like I said, I really, I really don't quite know when we got turned around and started going west. But, I think I figured it out. But, like I said, I was greatly confused because I thought we were going east half the time. That's when I started seeing mountains and stuff. I'm like, there's no way you can go... The geology around this place is completely wrong. You can't go east and get more mountains. Even if we went north... Because that's, you know, that's Kansas or South Dakota. We're going the wrong way. So I, I honestly had no idea where we were going. And and what should have tipped me off that we were going the right way was in Lyons, there's a fork in the road. And me and my family went right at the fork because you go, you're going into Lyons and you go right at the sort of chicane and then you go right at, the, at that fork. We went left. But despite the fact that that town looked almost identical to the one that we were at, I still couldn't. I was like, this this must be just some weird duplicate town because there's no way we've been going east for a long time. There is no way that we somehow 
are in the same town, but no, no, I just, I just retraced it. Yeah, retraced my steps, and yeah, we, we were going the right way, and we went left at the fork instead of right, like me and my family did last year. Let's go back a bit. So, the first car we got was the Jeep Cherokee Trailhawk. Oh, wait, this isn't the Impressions one. Yeah. Anyway, we got, we got in that car first. For the most part, I knew, I knew where we were going in the sense of I knew where I was, because, you know, we were at, we were at the Woolly Hotel. Shout out to them, shout out to them, by the way. Uh, we wouldn't, we really wouldn't have had a place to go otherwise. Uh, and shout out to Redline, Automotive Media Solutions, the Stanley Hotel, definitely. Really just shout out to everyone that made this possible, because it was a really fun event. It was my first time. And a few, and some of the rep representatives who were in the car with us, it was their first time too. Some of them had been going for three years, but there were a handful of people who said it was their first time. Anyway, getting back on topic. It's in my neck. It's literally five minutes away from, if that, maybe three minutes away from where I live. Given that, I knew the area, the immediate area, pretty well. So we get on to Pena. Then we jump on E470, just a, a fair bit before, the D, before DIA. Then we go north. We go north. We go north for a little bit. And then... After that, we turn, we turn right, and then another right, and then we're in this field where everyone else is parked because they're already out. And like I said, I believe the first, the second car that we got in after the Cherokee, yeah, yeah, it was, it was the E class because it wasn't. I remember it wasn't looking. It was actually pretty overcast that morning. It was pretty overcast. I wasn't. Truth be told, I really wasn't that optimistic about the about it getting that much better. I'm like, Oof, it looks, you know, it looks pretty cold out here. It looks like it's gonna rain, and it, and it, later on in the day. Wouldn't you know it, it did rain. But that, that was way, way later in the day. It would take a fair while before it did that. I guess we jump back on the highway, I guess D470 goes more left or something. I don't. I really don't remember the highway we were on at that time. And that, that was a long time in the E-Class. The, the first stop was actually pretty close to... It, it felt like a little while, but it was pretty close to where we all started. But the second one, no. That, that was just... It, we stopped a little while when you turn left in lines at that fork where you can see, there's a there's a garage at the fork and there was a a a C3 Corvette in in the garage it was pretty cool but you turn left at that fork you go down not even half a mile maybe a quarter of a mile and then probably just under half a mile not a quarter but just under half a mile and there there everyone was and we got in the 1500 next and what was kind of ironic about that is it was a canyon drive we were in a big truck, and the 1500, it really is fairly big, and we were going around the canyon. And I won't, I won't say, like I said, I'll do that later. That's, that's going to be a separate episode. But that was a really good, a lot of, a lot of winding roads. It was, it was kind of the same, but different from when we turned right at the Fork and Lions, which was also a winding road. That was good. Yeah, that was a really nice, really fun winding road. And I, I really like to tell you how the truck did, but I'm going to refrain from that. It was a long road. It was a long road. We were in the truck. We were in the truck a fair while in that one too. I don't think as long as the E class, but definitely, definitely for a little while in the fifteen hundred too. That they had good scenery. There was a lot of rocks. It was starting to get sunny. It was it, it, the day was starting to pick up a little bit in terms of being less overcast and being a little bit more inviting. It was getting better from that aspect. And then the next car we got in was another Mopar product, and it was the Fiat five hundred X. Thought we were smelling something weird when we got in it. Got in it the probably two minutes when we got into it, we started smelling something weird, but it ceased a little while later. I don't know if 
there was an animal nearby and they did some level of business nearby. I really have no idea, but it, it was a strange, more mechanical than bio, you know, than biological smell. That that's putting it weirdly. Anyway, so we pulled away from that. We were in the five hundred. We were in the five hundred right up to we, to when we got to the Stanley and more winding roads. It was fun. They, they were David was telling me that they they scout these these routes out a lot you know ahead of time, and ask if there's going to be any you know construction to make sure you know so that they can have an uninterrupted drive. And they said no no there's not going to be. And lo and behold, on the day that the RMDE18 was taking place, construction there was construction, and it it, it was maybe ten minutes of waiting. It was maybe 10 minutes of waiting, which really wasn't that bad, but it, it was just a little, it was just, it was a little irritating. There was, there was some really cool scenery, and then we're going, we're going a little bit further down the winding road, and you can see some part of Estes Park, because it's, it's basically, the road is on the side of a mountain, and you're just looking down at a valley. It's gorgeous. It'd be, it'd be great, it'd be great and terrifying at dawn. Well, no, no, at dusk, at dusk, and the reason why I say dusk is because all the animals and stuff would be out and eye on the road. It, again, it would be terrifying from that aspect but outside of that it again it was gorgeous the road it was a fun road to be on in some areas there wasn't much guardrail if any so that that was a little it, it, i wasn't too scared because we really weren't going fast enough to tip me off but i was i was joking to the rep to the representatives behind me some of me would want to bring a viper on the road because this as fun as it would be to drive to drive a viper down that road, I wouldn't want to do do any. A lot of me wouldn't want to do any level of spirited driving down that road because that would just be terrifying. I'd just be like, "Do not spin, do not spin, do not." I'd just be so anxious. I couldn't drive. I think that that level of anxiety would just hinder my. It would make me more prone to an accident because I couldn't relax. I I like a part of me would like to drive a viper down that road, but the other part of me is like, under no circumstances, spirited driver or not, would I. It, it would be. Just, it would just be too scary. Uh, anyway, I will stop here, and I will see you all soon. See you after the break. Are you uninsured or underinsured? Can't afford the high premiums of health insurance? Would you like to save money on your out-of-pocket cost for dental and medical bills? If you answered yes to any of these questions, request more information at http colon slash slash www.ownyourhealthcare.com slash alternative dash healthcare dash solutions or call Dr. Taffy at 303-576-0670. Our plans are available in 42 states. Continuing. So we're going, we're going down this winding road. They, and let me, let me also say, most of the representatives were doing the, um, let's say, co-driving. They were providing the directions, and <laughs> these particular co-drivers, I guess they were new to the area and didn't quite know where to, you know, where we were supposed to turn. And quite honestly, it really wasn't their fault. Even if they didn't know the area very well, it really wasn't their fault because they, the road I think that we were supposed to be going on was just poorly. Either we missed it, or it was poorly marked. One of the two. So, I really don't blame them, because I didn't really know that. David, thankfully, does know the area, so he just kept on going, and we got there anyway. We were 
Apparently, he's like a few minutes from what's downtown in that area. Um, yeah, so we stop at, you know, we stop at a traffic light, cross the intersection, go up a few more cool windy roads. Go up a few more cool windy roads that are, you know, hidden away in the, in the mountains. And, you know, bam, we're in the parking lot. So we're going to a parking lot. We park. I walk around. I didn't actually go into the main lobby of the hotel because I, I just <laughs> I didn't think to do so. So I just hung around, did some videos, which, again, if you guys saw it on my YouTube channel, you'll have seen where we were, the parking lot, and that sort of stuff. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. So I was walking around, taking videos, doing that sort of thing, and then I, I think I was a little late to lunch. Yeah, I was just a tad bit... No! No, I wasn't. I saw lunch as it was unfolding. So I went, got my lunch, talked with... In fact, I should have said this sooner. You guys won't believe it. But if you know anything, anything about, or if you know even half the people at FCA, you should know who Ryan Nagode is. He is one of their, you know, top interior designers at Ram and apparently Dodge SRT, as he said, which that's the one I didn't know about. I knew, I knew about Ram, did not know about the, about Dodge SRT. He was there. He was at our RMDE event. He was there, he was there on day one. In fact, in fact, right, this, <laughs> this is the one we're talking, oh, wait, no. Yeah, we could talk about day two, assuming I get to it. But he was there. I rode with him in the 1500. I rode with him in the 1500. It was really, really cool. You guys should be getting audio about that soon. I don't know if I'm gonna, I'll probably do a whole trip and then maybe split up the specific audios you know, per vehicle so that you, you know, you can just listen to the, representative you want to listen to but he was there he was there i talked a bit with him at lunch at the you know at the stanley hotel that was fun yeah that, that was cool lunch was good lunch was good there was you know what there was cold there was cold uh no not carrots corn corn and i thought it was gonna be hot I, it was good it was sweet i liked it but i was i will not lie i had my heart set on the fact that they would be hot i had my heart set on the set on the hopes that they would be just a little bit warm. They weren't. But I had a good lunch. I had a good lunch. Um, and then we, then we, after lunch, we listened to a presentation by him. And that's when it started to rain. During the presentation, it started to rain. After that, we all sort of piled into a car and we left. And again, we're going back through the mountains, doing the really, you know, just the really stunning drive. It was, it was nice. Get back to the hotel. And, and no, in fact, while we were at, when we, before we're getting back to the Wooly, while we're at the Stanley, we're we're all just like social mediaing the mess out of this event. Uh, event, just social mediaing the mess out of this event. Just going on our Twitter's, posting image after image after image after image, and then liking and retweeting and doing and doing a bunch of stuff. It it was a little hectic, honestly, because we the I should be good at tweeting or texting quickly. I'm not. I can text and I can do it well. I, I just can't do it that fast, especially not on the phone that my dad lent me. I can do it better on my tablet, but I didn't have my tablet because the camera on my tablet sucks. So I bought the phone instead, which does a much better job. But its keyboard is tiny, even for my relatively... I don't have slender fingers at all, but it, it was surprisingly difficult not to mistype something. And thankfully, I don't think autocorrect got in the way too much. It was certainly a little hectic there. Uh, had fun chatting with everyone, Mia from Mia Voss on the Go, David Beersley, 
a few of the representatives and Sammy Sammy Gonzalez Gonzalez I think his name is met, met him at the auto show actually a little while ago but yeah lunch was good rode back with David back down the hill I and then the driving back there there was a few stops there was a few stops let me think got didn't get an M5 that day but I did get in the Mustang Bullet with David and mmm mmm Mm, that was oh, oh man that was oh wait right i gotta save the impressions for later okay because i already kind of gave it away it was fun i'll say it that way um anyway so did the few driver changes got back to the hotel which didn't take so unfortunately you know what we didn't get to stay in the mustang all the way to the hotel but we did get in the chrysler pacifica and that was like i said i'll Man, it's really hard not to say. I'll say later, but let's just say that that was impressive as well. Got back to the hotel. I took some pictures and waited for happy hour, which is not... For those of us who think it's like a Sonic-style happy hour, no. No, it's one of your, shall we say, more mature happy hours. Let's put it that way. Uh, I All I had was a... Not pineapple juice. Yeah, I probably had pineapple juice, and that was good. I also tried to have some na uh, some nachos and queso, like your chili style. Eh, the chips weren't that good. I think they were kind of Dorito-ish. They're all you know multicolored and stuff. But they they weren't that good. And the sauce, the the sort of pseudo salsa I had, that wasn't that great either. Uh, I did have I did have popcorn, and that was that was okay. Not not because it was actually bad popcorn not like the elvis popcorn that i have it's a theater that we go to occasionally that's truly almost i just can't stand that popcorn the popcorn i have at the woolly was good but it just didn't have any butter on it which i really didn't expect it and i'm very much spoiled now i have to have butter on my popcorn but that that was the popcorn was better than the chips and dip the dip was it got better the more i ate it but i really would have preferred just your traditional salsa the chips weren't that bad I suppose, but again, the salsa really, a different salsa would have made all the difference. But after that, dinner was almost, it was probably an hour's worth of happy hour, and that that was spent talking. I was, I was at a, I was sitting on a group with, in a, around a table with David, Matthew Pilgrim from Pilgrim Automotive Press, I believe his website is, and then Lauren, who runs Trusted Automotive Professionals, and and Angelina Gowan, who runs Creative Auto Rights. I think I got that. I think I have that correct. So I was... In, in fact, she came a little bit later after a woman named Dan... Well, sorry, I'm just trying to type my name in something here. I'm trying to check my Instagram for a second. Which, by the way, I have an Instagram now. So if you want to, you know, follow me on Instagram, it's, you know, Cody's Car Conundrum, run together. No apostrophe, because nothing allows apostrophes. Anyway... Getting, getting back on topic once again. So we were all... First I was talking with Danielle, and then I was talking with Angela, and then, we, you know, I was talking with David and Matthew. We were all just having a, a fun time, and then dinner came, and then I went into... It was the same one that we used for the meeting in the morning, but this time it was a meeting at night, and it was being presented by Nissan. So Nissan were talking about the Ultima and the Leaf, the new Leaf. And that was a good presentation. I was... I probably looked a little peeved. I was I was just trying to I was just trying to think of questions if I had any for the cars and 
you know, just thinking about what they were saying. And they have, I think some of you know of the new Ultima by now. And my, I have some reservations about it, and I, I can talk about it because I didn't ride in it. I did ride in the Leaf. They had a Leaf there. That wasn't for day one. That was for day two. But I, like I said, can't talk about, I can't talk about the Leaf, but I, because I wrote in that, and that'll be for the impressions video uh, podcast episode. But I will indeed talk about the uh, the Ultima, the Ultima. It looks like a Mini Maxima, and what I mean by that is it. You know how some people say, "Oh, it literally looks like a shrunken," and that's and that's kind of a term that's really thrown around a little bit too loosely these days. Okay, I mean this to the truest sense of the word. It actually looks like a Mini Maxima, like a shrunken Maxima. Styling, a few styling differences aside, it's basically just a, a Maxima. It really is. And I asked the guy, I'm like, you know, are you guys worried about cannibalization of sales? Because this Ultima, if it handles just the same, if not better than the Maxima, costs less, it's just as fast. You know, don't, I didn't, I didn't say, don't you think people are just going to buy the Ultima? But I, like I said, I did say, you know, it looks very Maxima-ish. I, you know, are you guys worried about capitalizing sales and he was actually the right guy to ask because he was a sales guy and he was saying you know we are looking into that so you know if i were them i would be a little worried because if people can see more value in getting the ultima without many drawbacks to getting it due to its smaller size they're just they're, they're just gonna go for the ultima and as someone told me who i was sitting at the table aaron no aaron was there and daniel was there and one one other person that unfortunately I've forgotten their name. Uh, one of them was telling me that, you know, Maxima people, that they, they kind of, they're sort of like cult followers around the Maxima, the, the Maxima fans. And that makes sense to me, but I'd still be, I would still be worried. Even some sort of super fans, if they see enough value, I wouldn't be surprised if they just, why don't we just go, why don't we just go for the Ultima instead? So I, like I said, I'd be worried about that, personally. Yeah, so that was a, it was fun. Got to talk to a few people after that. Before and after that, and a little bit during, I'll admit. Uh, Aaron's funny, he's, he's hilarious. We got along really well. Um, after that, went home. It was, a, it was a crazy day. Came back second day. I really didn't know if I was going to be able to make it the second day, but I did. I'm so glad I did, because that was, oh, that was awesome. It was awesome second day. It was actually just driving around my neck of the woods. You know, sort of like the greater, to put it this way, the greater Green Valley Ranch area. Uh, with some with some excursions here and there. And trekking up. The first, the first car I got into, and that was with David, was the Kia Stinger. And we drove up to, we were trying to go to the Second Creek Raceway actually, but unless you trespass on a road that's closed, the other way that I think you typically get there, you can't because they're, they're, they've got construction up there. You you cannot make it unless you go that other way. And you know what? Recently, we were around that area, and I tried to look for a sidewalk to see if there's a loophole to see if we could bike, maybe, you know, ride our bikes down. And by that, I mean me and my dad, you know, ride down to there instead. But no, no. And I, honestly, you might, you might be able to walk, but like I said, I really don't know, A, if they have any trespassing fines, B, how steep they'd be. But there, there is actually, I think there's another road that you can use that kind of goes up there. But they might have that road closed as well. I, I, again, I really have no idea. Uh, I'd, lo- I'd love to take a look. But anyway, so that that was a bust. But the 
the Kia Stinger you'll hear about soon. That was, I shouldn't say too much about it, actually. Uh, so we, we went back, and then I rode in a few more cars. I rode, I rode in the Miata RF twice. No, 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 the, for the first time. No, no. Yeah, I rode in it twice in that same day. And, and to be honest, I think it was, you know, you can only drive a certain car once during that event. But I, I was a passenger, and as long as a car had more than one seat, you know, it, it didn't matter for me. I'm not driving. Other people can drive, so it's, it doesn't matter if I just tag along. So I tagged along with David, and I tagged along with Mia on that second day. I rode in the Mazda Miata RF twice the same day. I rode on the Bullet for the second time, but the second time was that day because I, you know, rode it the first time the first day. Second time with Mia, I got to admit, Dave, David was fast. He, you know, he... Of course, in all the cars, we got on it for short periods of time. But Mia, Mia was, um, I think she was just a little bit more aggressive. That, it, it wasn't scary. I was just really surprised. I'm like, you know, David wasn't, he wasn't conservative. But Mia, as I said on, on an Instagram post, really made that pony prance. She really, man, she showed that Mustang a thing or two about going fast. And she, she got on it pretty good. I rode in... A Titan. I wrote it. By the way, I also wrote a Volvo XC40. They have one there, and that, out, because that car. I'll say this: it was really nice, really, really nice. Some some weird quirks, but it was nice. Wrote in that. Wrote in the Pacifica twice. I wrote in the Jetta. They had the 2019. No, the one on the MQB platform. I wrote in that new Jetta. I didn't ride in any other VWs. I unfortunately didn't get into JL Wrangler. I really wish I did, but I didn't. Let's see, what other what other vehicles did I get in? I, I'm trying to save the best for last. I'm really, really trying to save the best for last. Mostly because I can't remember anything else. I took a lot of pictures on the first day. A lot of pictures. Because uh, I had unfortunately found out the first day because I, I was trying to use two phones to conserve battery life. A few of the photos were blurry. That that definitely made me sad. But, I, I yeah, I was taking a lot of photos the second day. So that's how I spent, that's how I spent most of it, actually. So, and I rode in the M5 twice. They had a BMW M5, M5, that new one. The all-wheel drive, 650 horsepower, that one. Oh, man. That, I, again, I will not say much, but it is fast. Just crazy fast. It's faster than the Mustang. I really want to tell you more. There's no embargo or anything. I just want to leave it for the impression so I have something to say that you wouldn't have heard before. It was quick, though. It was really really quick uh, and I rode in that twice the first time was with Mia the second time was from the group I actually out here in Colorado called the team clear coat guys they were really nice and actually you know what I ran up to the M5 to, to them in the M5 I was like you know I might as well get one more ride in there and I, I'm fake knocking I, I'm just looking this priest I'm like just flicking my wrist fake knocking they let me take a ride with them and they went out kind of like front range airport that kind of east off uh i think off 56th because we went we didn't go piccadilly we went we I, we just got on 56th went east and we got on another little side road I don't, I don't even know what it was it was like one of those farmland country roads that no one's on absolutely no one and we took some photos they got some really good photos they're, they're better their photos are better than mine mostly because i think that they're Phones have better cameras than mine. However, it was it was cool. It was really really cool being out there, just hanging out with them. And once again, they got on. And Lauren, because she was there as well, she confessed that she hadn't actually driven the M5 yet, which was crazy. 
So we, we pulled over in nearby growing development. She got <laughs> she got in that M5 and whipped it. She just whipped it around. I'm, I am telling you, it was it wasn't quite scary, but it was a little frightening. Because we we pull out of the development and she just nails the throttle. Nails it for a short time. And she did it. And what I'm about to say, I think she did twice. And that might have been the first one. I really don't remember. But let, let, let's get on to that. So, we're, you know, we're already kind of running a little bit late for getting the cars back. Because we have to be done by 3. And, and thankfully, my phone doesn't have any calling ability. So, if they need to call someone and say, hey, you know, where's the car? I'm not going to be the one in trouble. <laughs> um, so, we're, we're going down 56. We're getting near Pena. We're at the light. Okay, and, you, and anyone who lives out in Green Valley Ranch knows how bad that could be. It wasn't bad at all, but that, that's what I'm talking about. The Pena on-ramp on 56th. The light that says, you know, it's okay to turn. I think it goes green. And as she's turning the car, as we're going through the turn, she nails the throttle. She nails it. Mid-turn. I, my, I wasn't even hanging on to the phone. I don't even know why. But as, I'm telling you, as soon as she did that, my phone just slid. It slid across the seats. That it was, what she did was really aggressive. I mean, she did it really aggressively. It was it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. But holy mess. For that one moment, I'm telling you, it was like she was going around a corner. At, not Maybe not at high planes, but at a racetrack. It was that crazy how how hard she got on it, but yeah, we kept drive we kept driving and then we oh oh I think she got on it because when we were we got off of Pena we're near where that Einstein's is sort of that kind of Montbelloish area and we turn right we're going down the road where you have the Applebee's and and so on we go past the first because they're doing construction in that area which is bad right at right at where you get onto the road. So we go to the next exit, turn left, because there's a back road that you can use to, to um, that you can use to get back to the hotel, to, to the parking lot anyway that we were using at the hotel. And I think she nailed. I think that's the second time that she nailed it. I'd love to see her race or be in the same car when she's racing. Because good grief, was she? She made the most of her short time in that M5. She made sure to get her enjoyment out of it. I swear. Mm. Yeah, she was. And she was not making, she was not giving the M5 an easy time. Mm -mm, but it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Got got some good pictures. In fact, it should be up on the gallery. You should be, you guys should be able to see those pictures on the gallery, the photo gallery. I mean, on the website of of the shenanigans, some of the shenanigans that happened on day two. Uh, that was kind of. It wasn't a long two days in the bad sense. It was just. A lot of stuff going on. That that's what happened. It was just a lot of stuff going on. Anyway, I hope you guys all enjoy the driving impressions. Will be coming soon. So I had to make myself keep my mouth shut. But it will be coming soon. And in which case, I'll see you guys soon. Later. You've just listened to me. Probably ramble about some cars if I'm being honest. If you've enjoyed me passionately talking about lumps of metal on wheels, then why don't you follow me on Twitter at Cody Carr, C-O-N-U-N-D-R-M, or check out my website, www.codyscarconundrum.com, for articles and other car-related content. 
If you have any questions or would like to become a sponsor, send an email to drtaffy777 at gmail.com and put sponsor in the subject line. Make sure to follow me here or any other platform so you don't miss out on more full throttle content. Thanks for listening. I'll see you all in the next episode.